Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. My name is Reginald Atatula. His name is three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Something like that. I feel like that's all part of his name now. Uh, Appreciate you, Chris, for hanging out with me. Mm -hmm. Appreciate you, Ross Lebensky, on the ones and twos for this Monday evening in the Metroplex. And thank you guys for rolling with this listening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us a part of your day. There's various ways you can do that, obviously, if you are listening over the air, terrestrially, as we like to call it. 105 through the fan. You can also uh, go to twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or search 105 through the fan on YouTube. You'll be able to see us there. But always get involved with the program by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. Chris, how was your weekend, man? It was a great weekend. And by the way, can I give a quick shout out to all the uh, inductees of the Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame, including the great Nate Newton. That's right. He was leading the class of 2024, and I was, had the pleasure of him seeing that on Saturday. So shout out to everybody who made that banquet and those who went in. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'll shout out to Swaggy Booties, Big Tuck Nasty, Blake Alexander, all the various people on the various online platforms that we have, and you again for rolling with us. You have a good uh, weekend? It was pretty solid. It was pretty solid. Got to see cool. a few friends get mm-hmm. out, move around the great uh, DFW area. With so. this good weather. and Exactly. I mean, you see me today. I got shorts on. I got a, a nice shirt on, pastel colors. We're living good. We yeah, are living good. I think we broke good. the record today. I think the record was 90, and I don't know officially DFW Airport, but it, it was supposedly like 92, 93. Did we really? I thought we were in the mid-80s, but you know what? Who's counting, right? It's, you know, North Texas is such a big area. It depends on where they take the temperature. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I 
Look, I know that there's some people asking why uh, the the combine isn't in North Texas. In fact, someone did ask that from they 469. Did? If the Texas is the high school football mecca, why not have the combine here, the star in Frisco? Uh, I mean, being, I guess, quote, the high school football mecca doesn't really matter in that regard. No. It, it does not serve as a recruiting no. venue avenue. It is a... It really is the NFL convention. It is. And so, guess what? You know Jerry would if he could, but you have to actually be in Indianapolis to understand how it's easy. Can we, can we take people there? In fact, because like it's combine week, right? This yeah. is the week in which everybody descends upon Indianapolis, at least for the time being, until mm-hmm. the NFL moves this thing around. But Let me, let me explain. Because yeah. I've been in Indianapolis a lot of times, and I've been there for football reasons, basketball reasons, college football, college basketball reasons. Indianapolis is a very walkable city, and it's it's very beautiful. It's got statues everywhere. It's kind of like New Orleans French Quarter with restaurants everywhere, bars everywhere, and it's walkable, and it's in the heart of the country, and they've got this big stadium. It's kind of like New Orleans got the Superdome. They got that big Lucas Oil Stadium. That's there, right. And they got other things there where they, I mean, track and field can go on. It's Basically, even if the weather's bad, let's say it's snowing, like it was snowing there for for the NBA All Star Weekend. That's right. It's just very. It's kind of like being in New Orleans without the debauchery. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I don't remember when, uh, but I remember someone discussing the fact that Indianapolis, at some point in their in their history, decided that they were going to be as palatable as possible for conventions. Mm-hmm. They're like, we want to yeah. be your convention town, USA, oh, yeah. and so. It does work as an incredible place for a convention, as you mentioned, right? Like a lot of the hotels downtown Just, are interconnected. Yes. And so if you don't want to set foot outside, you actually mm. don't really have to. So there's that portion of it. Like it's a really close tight in when you consider when you don't think of the combine as the underwear Olympics, which I think we kind of erroneously get to that point of when you think of it as the NFL's uh, their their biggest uh, kind of convention time where people kind of come together, yeah. meet, where we talk about executives meeting mm-hmm. and coaches meeting and different people in media getting together and kind of meeting and discussing. And they usually meet in the uh, lobby bar of these hotels. I'm just lobby bars, to say. Uh, bar, uh, sorry, restaurants. Restaurant people said, go in. St. Elmo's, yeah. And so there's that portion of it also because, like, I know the star is something that people bring up and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, well, I mean, Frisco itself, but then you also consider the actual place that you're doing this. The actual Ford Field or Ford Center, right, would be able to accommodate the on-field portion mm-hmm. of it. But you also have to remember, right, like there are entire, you know, contingents being set from each team. And they like to set up for the various meetings and medical things that are made. Like hundreds of MRIs are done in the span oh, yeah. of a week in that place. So you have to have a place that's able to accommodate they, they that. Actually, Plus you have to have suites. They actually have that at the start with Baylor, Scott and White. They do, Scott exactly. And, and so you could do that. But they could. the Ford Center doesn't have the suite space necessary no. to have all the different hey, this team president, this team president, they mm-hmm. want to have their space to be able to bring in mm-hmm. players and interview them and do all that. So, like, you would have to do that at the Star, and, or, sorry, at AT&T Stadium, and then mm-hmm. now you're taking it's away spread the— Spread out. Yeah, exactly. Not saying that Indy is the only place, but it really has been set up very it's nicely so for convenient. this. And so it's kind of wild that be, as the NFL tries to continue to make this combine more and more of a TV event— that they are in also like a fan event mm-hmm. that they're going to move this around because I think that they're going to find, especially amongst like the tried and true NFL folks, right? The actual people in the business that that's going to be a lot less popular than just being an entity. Now, they did announce that 2025, it will be an indie again. But when they start trying to move this around, like putting this in L.A. or like whatever. The, like the draft. You yeah, know, they started moving exactly. the draft around. Exactly. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see how that goes from the 214. They said all star game worthy, uh, like for like NBA all star game. It was just there last weekend. 
No, I think they're talking about the or the Ford Center. Let me know. Text in 877-881-1053. They had two different facilities. They were, All-Star Weekend, they used like two or three facilities sometimes. In fact, when they had it down here, they had American Airlines Center for All-Star Saturday. They had the Celebrity Game at the Dallas Convention Center, and they had the All-Star Game itself at AT&T Stadium with 108,000 people there. So, yeah, Indianapolis can have all that. And if you saw that floor, huh? I think Indianapolis show they can handle it. Yeah, that was at that was at uh, Lucas Oil where yep. they did that portion. Typically, they, that portion of like you know, kind of Saturday night where you talk about mm-hmm. celebrity game and those types of things, those tend to happen at like a convention center. Mm-hmm. But I think that because it's situated in such a way, Lucas Oil ended up working decently for them. But anyways, I, like you mentioned, it's it's combine season, and I did wonder how many people actually care about the combine on a fan level because we did we laid out the reasons why it is a vitally important for the football interworkings of it right in fact the combine started to be able to get the medicals and those types of things right get all these players in a place get medicals on all of them because you you can do this testing and see if it matches all of the, the film and the tape that you are watching right that's cool but that all of that medical being able to gather those and then being able to have a place where you can quickly commune with various people in your in your sport in this uh league and well, we forgot the agents too they're wheeling and dealing agents too. absolutely i forgot that you're they right are wheeling and dealing you are right in those hotel lobby bars absolutely so but all of that again is not geared towards us on the outside and the fans and those types of folks so i do wonder like do people care about this and with that being the case what sporting event in a sport that you like do you not give a damn about? Because I do think there's a good amount of people that are like, I don't actually care about the combine, right? It, the, there's a lot of folks who are like, yo, the forty and the, like the forty ends up being something that we that we get talked about, like bench press, those types of things. And we all know at this point, especially if you've been tapped in with football long enough, that those things aren't really indicative of who's going to be a good football player. They might track with it sometimes, but it's not reliable as a metric that you use. Uh, to determine things, even the things like the three cone drill and those types of things that we think are more closely related to people that are, you know, players that will be productive. Like it needs to match with the tape and those types of things. And so, like, even as the NFL tries to make it a bigger product for us, I, I don't know how many people actually are like, yo, I really enjoy this. And so that made me think, are there other things in sports where people are like that event is a part of this? But I actually don't care about it at all. This was so wild. It is. It. it Team building is such a sport nowadays, and the NFL is dominating on all levels. It's like a year-round thing. Yeah, People want to have a competitive edge when they're discussing you know, their teams or fantasy or whatever you want. They just want to be able to be in the conversation and say some things. And as you know, if you're very, very smart, you know that the combine doesn't have that big of an, inf- of an effect. Like, But they're, they're talking points like, oh, Jared Goff's hands are too small. <gasps> Will he fall in the draft? Right. Here's what's so wild, though. You, you have some of these things, you you find out about the Wonderlick test, or did they interview properly? Or now or, the S2. Or did, did, who <laughs> Cognition asked, test. Which GM asked the stupid question to Dez, about Dez's mom? Wild that practices. was so great. I yeah. can give you these stories over and over and over Why again. Why are you looking at me like that, Ross? This is the first I've heard of it. Oh, oh boy, you need to do some Googles. Um, there, there, there's a history uh, we did mention, right? Like the idea that players get out here and they are interviewed by teams, obviously to get mm-hmm. a better understanding of you know, who the player is, the what their ethic their is, their life. background, you know, all those other things. What also, like, what kind of things do they know? Like, how how much uh, football do they know outside of just, like, the, the actual playing? All sorts of things to get a gauge on it. And I guess there, there was definitely points in time where they felt like they could ask anything in order to try and get to that, to those answers. And yes, I wish 
that I had a camera on Ross's face as he is doing the Googles right now as the things that were asked of Des Bryant about his mother. He was the Miami Dolphins yeah. general manager, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and so like, yeah, and his mom was none of those things. Yeah, right, right, right. And I do want to like again. Uh, this ended up being in a place where it's like, hey, oh, we got to ask all sorts of things to find out if this player is going to be a good player. And it's like, I feel like there are some, probably some boundaries with that. But, but yeah. But let me say this one other Please thing. Please do. Every now and then, an athlete's stock can rise from the combine. The quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, kid from Florida, I'd have never Anthony thought. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. He won the Underwear Olympics. And I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't have a body of work in college that shows He's got a, a a quarterback. In other words, he knows how to quarterback. He's got raw talent. He's got the 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 uh, the stats. The uh, you know he's got the physique. He's got, and I'll be damned if he hadn't gotten hurt. He was living up to the bill as a rookie. So every now and then, there's going to be somebody that rises up the draft board because they check all these boxes. At the same time, there are some agents nowadays holding their clients out of the out of the combine. Yeah. I mean, cuz again, like I think that as the combine has become bigger and bigger, you have seen some people maybe take more outsized perspectives on it. Plus, also, right? Like uh your man Marv, um whose name I'm very uncomfortable saying, not going to be uh not going to lie, but the, oh, oh, his the, son? The wide receiver. Yeah, you can say his son's name, Marvin Harrison Jr. I still feel uncomfortable, but I appreciate you saying it, so you I You can say his son's name. Thank you, sir. But don't uh, never say his yes, name. Yes, wide receiver out of Ohio family. State. Many people view him as, like, top two player in this draft, yep. and we found out today that he is not going to participate in any tests at the yep. Combine yep. this week, right? He's mm-hmm. But if you are in such a place where I think you are widely believed to be this, this level, all right, you can go out there and confirm that for, for them, or you can go out there and – only God knows what can happen and hurt your stock for whatever reason. And I guess I don't like using the idea of draft stock as well, right? I did say that, and I, I recognize that, but it's it's kind of a common parlance that I also think is weird because, like, what is the stock actually, right? It's not something that we're actually trading like stocks. It's just, like, the general notion and idea of this player. And we don't even know if it's true because people just be saying things, right? It is, in fact, lying season. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is lying season, and guess what happens? You mentioned it's a convention, and guess what happens? Some of these guys get to talking and they overthink it. And let's just, okay, by the way, we got different tolos. Uh, Ross has looked this up, but different tolos were like, who was that Miami Dolphins? It was Jeff Ireland. We got different tolos saying, yeah, Jeff Ireland, that was that GM that asked Dez all them questions. Okay, crazy. let's, yeah, crazy. Let's bring in Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson's mom was his agent. Yes. And because she don't play the game sitting in the hotel lobby, you know what I'm saying? There were, there were different quote unquote, former GMs, some scouts. From, they were overthinking Lamar Jackson. And one prominent name said, he ain't even a quarterback. He's a wide receiver. Yeah, Think about this. Shout out Bill Polian. Be- there you go. Polian. So with all of that being said, you just nailed it. It's a convention. Things happen. Sometimes they overthink it. Every now and then, uh, there's a guy that, whose stock rises. There's another guy who's – who, uh, who's the agent said, I'm not going to let my client do these things or ask these questions because y'all going to blackball him. Yeah. Or they'll ask stupid questions like they did of Dez. Right. And so, yeah, I think that's that's kind of a, a full accounting of what uh, the combine is. But, yeah, I think that, again, like it ends up, at least when it's done best practices, I imagine, it ends up being an opportunity to confirm some of the things that you've seen in your scouting. It ends up as an opportunity to meet with other people in the business, whether it's agents, other, you know, other teams, those types of things. 
and then yeah, it's it, it's that convention. We've so. got a a total from the nine seven two has a great example. Talk about stock rising. What about Byron Jones? Yes, when the Cowboys drafted Byron Jones, everybody like where'd he come from? Well, guess what? He checked all the boxes, and at first they had him in the wrong position. I think they had him playing corner because uh, uh, they wanted him to be like a Richard Sherman type. Then they moved him at safety, and they realized what? Well, or they actually they started him at safety, and they moved Ooh, him at corner. corner. They found out, wait a minute, this guy's like a shutdown. Now, he doesn't pick anything. He had bad hands. But he was really, really good. And then, of course, he winds up with my, signing with Miami, got hurt down there, and they retire early. But yeah. he was he was a guy that benefited from having an outstanding combine. Yeah. So um, I, I did ask a question if people like were interested in the combine as we are, we are in combine week. Someone did mention the idea of all the other drafts are boring besides the NFL. Um, and I also like I, the notion of the draft being entertainment has always been fun to me, right? Like the actual draft presentation, mm-hmm. because the hats and all that. And I mean, really meeting the, sh- the shaking hands and picking up and hugging the commissioner. And all if that. you look at where it started, it mm-hmm. is it is a big old HR meeting that we have decided to televise and try to make into something, right? And so in that essence, right, we you will find out who the team is drafted when they are drafted or when they are done, right? Like, but. For some reason, like that, that has been a thing, and I, I, I do wonder what makes the NFL more interesting than others in that way, um, or maybe it's just like the level of familiarity that most, if you that's like exactly, football, that's exactly you what usually is. have a better familiarity with the players, at least, especially right now, the players that are filtering in because you probably watch a decent amount of college football and have an access to them. Now in the NBA, you don't, can't. it's not, you, you can't, can't know all the story. players. You can't follow the story because they're one and done or they're from all over the world. And you, and there's guys from all, in other words, you want to have a clue. You want to be able to talk to your friends and say, this is the number one guy. Or this is the top 10 pick. Right. If you're looking at the whole world, you don't, you can't look at the whole world the way the NBA does. They got scouts all over the world finding a Luka Doncic. And he should have been number one if he had a, re, a, a redo. And he winds up number three. Well, here's the deal. In the NFL, you're watching guys go through four years of college. And you at least watched three. The, at least three. And so you know these guys. You've seen enough tape of them or you've seen their games live and you have an idea and you have you in other words, you have an investment into it a little bit more than say baseball, hockey, or basketball. With with baseball, a lot of these guys don't even get to the major leagues to the show for four or five years. So you really can't even project. You can, you want instant gratification. If somebody's a first round pick in, in baseball, you want to be able to say they're they're going to be a, a, an all star in, in baseball and brought us. I mean, I brought us. Basic breaks this down real well. I don't care where, where you drafted. That does not mean you're going to the baseball to the show. That does not mean you're going to make it to the majors. Right. Yeah. That's that's uh, even further so. Right. Like, are you keeping up with all of college baseball and high school baseball, and then right. willing to have that weight? Because a few people did text in on the idea that NFL players, particularly in the first round. You are probably going to see them uh, yep. contribute in a real way. First year. First year, as opposed to not the same way, Four not nearly time. the same way in baseball. And then even basketball, maybe not quite in the same way. But there you go. Uh, just combine week, baby. Welcome to it. It's also, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's official. Well, it's definitely lying season. I'll put it like that. So, yeah, welcome. Welcome to combine week, That's ladies and gentlemen. Part, yeah, lying season and just always be aware Anything you might hear is a part of a, of a script that's lying to you. Now, this isn't lying, though. Obviously, the trade, uh, or sorry, the tag uh, window is open. It opened last week. It mm-hmm. should close here in maybe a, a week or two of March uh, 5th, if I remember correctly, if my timeline is correct. Um, yes, in a week from Tuesday. And so, with that being the case, 
now is the time where people can utilize the tag. We'll, we'll talk more about some of those other things. But the Cowboys made it abundantly clear, even though nobody was, I think everybody kind of came to this understanding. They will not utilize the tag. Oh, nobody. Particularly not on uh, Tony Pollard. So. No, in fact, uh, the report is out of the NFL. I forget which insider said this. They said none of the top five running backs mm-hmm. will get a tag. All of their teams want to negotiate with them, though, but they're not going to put a tag on them. Not the top five. So there you go. And Tony Pollard's one of those five. He's number four, I think. Did you have three or four? No, I mean, he's he's one of the five for sure. I don't know that it was necessarily, I don't know what the ranking is or what have you. But, yeah, absolutely. There's five running backs that I think people would consider some level of premium that are out there that had an opportunity to be kind of held on to Jacobs through the tag. Jacobs is number one, Derrick Henry number two, and I think Pollard's number four. Pollard's in there. Um, Saquon Barkley is he's in there. He's number three. And so, yeah, you have all of those guys out there. Free agency will be interesting. That is happening in probably two weeks. Uh, March 13th, I believe, is when we get free agency popping. Man, NFL, as much as as much as I can say, hey, they have found a way to drum up the draft or all these other things that we would think are like non-sports necessarily, even uh, they, they manage to dominate the calendar. Printing money, man. They do a damn good job of mm-hmm. it. It's a get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk Mavs. As, uh, the seven-game win streak was broken in Indianapolis. We were talking about that city just a second ago against the Pacers. What happened there and also... Who is the Mavs' third best scorer? We'll discuss it next on The Fan. Baseball pass. Halliburton to Turner, who flushes it home. Big time pass there. Turner to the basket, lays it in. He's got 30. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks to Ross Zabinski on the ones and twos. And that, that is the sound of Miles Turner, a local kid. Trinity. Just, just putting it on the local team, the Dallas Mavericks, yesterday and the late after early afternoon. Is that how it just afternoon? Four in the afternoon. We'll just go. <laughs> yesterday afternoon, Pacers got a win over the Mavericks, 133-111. That snapped a seven-game win streak for your Dallas Mavericks. We'll talk more about that. And who is your third best scorer on this team? And is there is there an issue? there uh, or how much of an issue is it actually right uh because again coming off of a seven game win streak but real quick i do want to let you know active evening in the metroplex or at least four yeah actually in the metroplex i do want to make sure i get that right um because i I forgot to let it be known at the start of the show when this uh, when the puck dropped but at the aac the stars are hosting the new york islanders Mm -hmm. uh your stars currently tied uh zero to zero right now but scott wedgwood between the pipes uh, for your stars, Miro Hayes going already getting a good amount of ice time, so we'll keep you up to date with what's happening at the AAC as they got a they got a win that snapped a losing streak for them over yeah, the Carolina. Was that Saturday, Carolina Hurricanes? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, hopefully hoping to start building a win streak. The stars there, but yeah, the the Indiana Pacers had a very good one, particularly uh, Miles Turner went off in this game. Now, CA, I know you 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 eat, sleep, and breathe these Dallas Mavericks. You make mm-hmm. sure to keep an eye on them, and you've got a Dallas Mavericks crest right over your heart right now. Mm-hmm. What was your impression in a game that looked like for a good amount of time? I mean, we knew it was a good matchup. This is a stretch of games on the road that we knew were going to test this New Looks Mavs teams, but they, they were playing this game fairly well, and it seemed to get away from them in the second half. Yeah, it did. Uh, Indiana, by the way, for those who haven't, been keeping up. Rick Carlisle's team, once again, very efficient on offense. They lead the NBA in scoring. So the Mavericks, who during this seven-game winning streak, were actually leading the NBA in defense. I was like, okay, this is going to be a good one. First half, Mavericks had the lead. 
most of the game in the first half. But then Indiana started taking off, and it's like, look at this. And in the third quarter, it was the Miles Turner show. And Turner, again, anybody keep, keeping up with his career when he was at Euless Trinity, and then he goes into the Indiana Pacers, and then he finds his way with Rick Carlisle, and Rick Carlisle has built a monster of a team. Who's the all-star in Indiana? Tyrese Halliburton, well, point guard. Well, let me tell you something. Indiana got a roster. So I'm looking at what was going at the game, and I was like, oh, man, this is just a shame that in the fourth quarter, Kyrie got hot, and he couldn't get the ball. And Luka, by the way, in the first half, he scored 25 points. Second half, Rick Carlisle made some adjustments. Of course, Rick used to coach Luka, and he has major praise for Luka. Luka should be the MVP. He's doing amazing things this year, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, Luka, you know, he, he just didn't have the same stuff that he used to have. But more importantly, the Mavericks could not get any assists. So that means other guys were not shooting the ball well. If you look at the plus minuses, the entire roster, nobody was a plus in the whole game. Derek Lively was, but he's the only one. He's the only one. Yeah. And he he didn't play that many minutes because he's a rookie. Yeah, and I mean that's 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 the plus minus is, you know, on the floor for positive minutes or negative minutes overall. And I mean, when it comes down to it, especially towards the second half or in the second half, you saw the Pacers really laid on thick. Uh, and in the fourth quarter in particular as well, where they really – and, I mean, they, they won the second quarter as well. So uh, one thing that was very evident, the Pacers knocked down mid-range jumpers at a crazy clip. Mm-hmm. I think that they shot something like 14 of 18 from mid-range where, you know, they gave, they clearly gave the Mavericks hell in that way, particularly – and I mentioned Miles Turner and his – or, sorry, uh, season high 30, 30 points – because and most of those in the third. One thing that was evident, you mentioned Tyrese Halliburton. That is a guard that is very good at getting downhill, applying pr- uh, rim pressure. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that you've seen with these Mavs, we talked about how good it is that now they basically have 48 minutes of rim protection, right? They've got Lively, they've got Gafford. And in theory, you can have one of them on the floor at any time and make sure that you have the rim protected fairly comfortably while also adding in Maxi Kleba, you know, and he does a decent job mm-hmm. of rim protection himself, even though he's 6'10 and maybe not necessarily a leaper in that same way. But with the way that Tyrese Halliburton gets downhill, the speed that this team operates at the Pacers, you could tell the Mavs wanted to make sure to have that rim protection and you're sagging off of Miles Turner. That's a guy that can knock down shots and did in a big way in this game. But you mentioned the idea that there's only there weren't a lot of assists which means either the passes weren't getting around or the shots weren't being knocked down. And it really was a lot of the latter for these guys. Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving clearly did a lot of scoring. P.J. Washington, 1 for 6, 0 for 3. And you could see that you know he was having a not a, a no no good, very this, bad game. This was in not this a one. good game for yeah. him at all. In fact, he, he came off of a stellar performance defensively against Kevin Durant against Phoenix on Thursday. And it wasn't translating. In fact, he had a couple of turnovers that were like, Oh man, how did that happen? So it was like he was kind of discombobulated a little bit. A little bit. Um, bottom line was, between some of the turnovers that the Mavericks were having, uh, they actually were making their shots in the first half. But Indiana, man, you just have to say Indiana was at home. They played well at home. The Mavericks could have stole the game in the fourth quarter. I'm, I'm looking at Kyrie because. Kyrie started the fourth quarter. By the way, Kyrie did not have a good first half, but he he generally just like, okay, let Luka do what he does in the first half. Kyrie is the fourth quarter. That's just what he does, and he couldn't get the ball in his hands. It's like he started off, I think he made his first four shots in the road to bring the Mavericks back, and he didn't see it no more. 
Yeah, man, you mentioned turnovers. Another person who contributed to these turnovers, Tim Hardaway Jr. had four turnovers, and that's a lot for a guy who you do not yeah. anticipate in- initiating offense, mm-hmm. largely being a lot of a lot of a spot-up shooter. And so Jason Kidd, um, in his post-game press conference, I thought that this was interesting, and it really was a question that I was asking uh, when I was watching the game with a, a few friends. I know that various other people around the Mavs were asking, and somebody asked Jason Kidd, you know, about the importance of the third score and who that is on this team. No, I think it's better when you have, a, you know, four or five guys who can go, who, you know, um, understanding P.J. had great looks tonight. Uh, I thought Josh had good looks. Uh, Timmy has had good looks. Um, you know, we might have to try to get him, you know, better looks, but he's had some looks that just didn't go, haven't gone down here of late. we got to, you know, get him going. But, uh, but he's been one of the guys that's scored for us. Uh, Josh is scoring. And so, again, P.J., Josh, or D-Live, or, or Gaff, or centers, uh, you know, being able to play the pick and roll and get the lob or offensive rebounds for those guys too. So, so basically, when asked, is it important to have a third guy that scores a lot? I mean, he was like, no, I'd rather have, you know, a few other guys that can go. But in this instance, you have a few other guys in Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., who shoots four of 12. So not only is he not making shots, he's kind of taking these up and not being great on, on defense and then turning the ball over, just another bad game for him. And then, you know, P.J. Washington, who had a very off game. And you really need one of those guys to step up when you have Luka and Kyrie having a solid but maybe not, like, extraordinary day. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that feels unfair when you look at Luka having a 33-6-6 and evening to not say that it's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think this was, this was one of the questions. And I think a lot of people look to P.J. Washington as a guy who you've seen him score 40 points in instances. But it, I do wonder, like, is Tim Hardaway Jr. still your third best scorer? And is that fine considering that? If he's not going, I don't think there's other ways to impact the game. We talk about this with youth players a lot, where it's like, all right, if even if you're not shooting, find ways to impact the game otherwise. It doesn't feel like Tim has that, and he has not been great since the trade deadline, so that has put this team in kind of an awkward place, I think. This is one of those situations where it's going to work itself out, and let me explain why. Okay. A lot of people were trying to judge the team before the trade, and they couldn't because of all the injuries. Sure. As these guys got healthier, you started finding out there's a lot of versatility. So as you want to have a, a quote-unquote traditional third scorer, mm-hmm. the Mavericks are more versatile than that. It could be any of those guys, and that's a good thing. In other words, you're not counting on just Tim Hardaway Jr. to provide these points. In fact, Josh Green started looking like himself over the last couple of weeks. And guess what? He had been hurt. So what you're going to see when Dante Exum comes back tomorrow night or whenever they're playing the next game, I want to say it's tomorrow night, um, Whenever the next game is on the road, I think it's Cleveland tomorrow night. When he comes right, back, you're going to see a guy who's going to dribble the ball. He's going to be your third ball handler, which is more important because Tim Hardaway is not a ball handler. Yeah. He is a, he's a, a, pass, a catch-and-shoot jump shot artist. And if he's on, guess what? You leave him in the game. If he's off, you got Josh Green, Dante Exum now. In other words, the versatility is there where Kid didn't have that versatility in January. And when Tim Hardaway started the season to surprise everybody, like, man, he's so good. He's he's in a six-man-of-the-year conversation. Well, guess what? It was as a catch-and-shoot guy because Dante Exum was playing. People are forgetting that part of the equation. They're like, what are they going to do? Tim Hardaway. It's not even about that. Kid now has the flexibility because he can make this roster any kind of way. He has the flexibility. Tim, you're not on tonight? 
Guess what, dog? It's not your night. Dante, step up. You can do this. Josh Green, you can do this. PJ, guess what? It's not your night. Well, guess what? Over here, uh, Derek Jones Jr., you can step up. What? Wait a minute. Uh, Gaff, it's not your night. Derek Live, Dave Live, it's your night. This is what he didn't have before, and that's why a lot of people are saying, oh, my goodness, including um, different commentators. The Mavericks are going to be a shocking team in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want to face that. Legler, and even so, Winhurst gave so, them a lot so of So what happens yeah. is you lose a game that you could have won against Indiana, and Mavericks Twitter, which can be very toxic, all hell breaks loose. And I always want to blame the coach. Right, and I, I do think that it is one game against a team that is good and that I was hoping to see some of these this team kind of stress test in various ways. So you learn about it. Mm-hmm. But I do think, like, when you mentioned the ideas and when uh, Jason Kidd mentions the ideas, you have a lot of other guys that you hope add in. I think that's fair. The one question I ask, though, is, like, Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to take up a good amount of the, I guess, shots, right? And Not so, necessarily. That's what I was saying with Exum. See, this way, no, if I, you pay yeah, you just gave me some props by saying I pay attention to this team. Sure. So back in December when mm-hmm. everybody's watching Cowboys football, I'm watching Exum take over and Kyrie's hurt. And Jason Kidd says, "My in my dream world, my I want Dante, Kyrie, and Lucas starting mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Why? Because you got three ball handlers now. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not a ball handler. He's a jump shot artist. So you're saying you need – no, you don't. You reduce his minutes if he's not on. If he's on, guess what? It's like Luca being on – you get him the ball. Just like Kyrie being on, give him the damn ball. And that, I, that was getting there. But I, I do think that that's something I'm going to want to see is that actual reduction because they have not had the, I guess, the guys, I guess, to feel comfortable. At least it doesn't seem like they felt comfortable being able to have Tim, even if he's not shooting well, pull back on the minutes nearly as much or the shots as much because it felt like you needed him. I know some people have mentioned Josh or sorry, Jaden Hardy. Jaden Hardy has not seemed to play at like play with the level of consistency suddenly, where you feel this was so crowd. He just like you're saying, he hadn't been doing it the start of the year. Like, man, what happened to Hardy? They might have to trade him away. You hope you don't have to. You don't want him to develop somewhere else. Well guess what? The last during this seven game win streak, he started showing you some moments. So again, it's there, it's options. And this is the flexibility the kid's talking about. If somebody's not on, set your ass down. It's just that simple. And so I think that's— You used to could not be able to do that because of the injuries. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's going to be now a point where a lot of people are focused on is how Jason Kidd utilizes the options that he has. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was an interesting game that kind of probed some of that out. Um, Here's the good part. You get to see these Pacers one week from tonight at the American Airlines Center in the rematch and see what they have learned from this lesson. Yeah, that will be interesting. It, it'll be an entirely different challenge tomorrow evening when they play the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. It's not not a jump shooting team, but a team with some length. Physical. Physical team, defensively mm-hmm. inclined team. So, again, another opportunity to stress test the new look Mavs. Uh, just a one loss, right? Yeah, this, this shows the versatility of the roster. You're going to find out what they're made of. And, and Jason Kidd has said this a number of times, and, and people like to hear it when they're winning. When they're losing, they don't like to hear it. He says the regular season is a test for the playoffs. It allows the coaching staff to take a look at guys who you want to count on or not, who can handle it, who you want in certain situations, and who you can say, well, wait, they're, gonna, they're, they're worth their way out of it. I can see the tendencies. Or, no, nah, hell, he can't handle this. Set your ass down. Whatever it is, you find out that's what the regular season is all about. Unfortunately, because the NBA, you're you're whining, you're watching it as it goes. Some guys, if they're not hurt, you can see what they got. 
like the Exum thing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody thought they could do this with Exum. And all of a sudden, wait a minute, they found out about Exum. Wait a minute, they found out about Lively. That's why you have a regular season. You know you can count on Lively. You know you can count on Exum, but you couldn't have counted on them if Kid never played them. So there you go. Uh, Mavs got a loss yesterday, 133-111, but they'll be back at it tomorrow evening when they face off against the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll go around the NFL where uh, a longtime NFL writer is walking away and also a franchise tag was, at least we let was we were let known that a franchise tag will be used. We'll discuss all of that next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatuli here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Thanks for rolling with us on a Monday evening in the Metroplex. Your star is going to the uh, first intermission down one to nothing. It was a, a wrister from the slot that passed Scott Wedgwood that was the uh, opening goal for the Islanders. Miro Haskinen picks up a, a penalty damn near at uh, the end of the first period to stop a breakaway. Mm-hmm. That would have been a, a chance to, you know, double the lead for the Islanders. So 1-0 is the score at the first intermission, or 1-0, I guess. I got in my soccer bag, my bag. I was bag. about to say, what you talking about, man? Sorry, I, I'm, I'm ready for uh, Wednesday. Sport. This guy, Premier Leagues. Yeah, I, I sure do. Maybe not to any level of, like, happiness, but I do that. But, yeah, one one to nothing in favor of the Islanders' stars uh, at the first intermission. We'll keep you up to date with what's happening there at the AAC. But right now— Quick shout-out to the 214. He caught yes, that, too. That brass monkey, that funky monkey. Mon- funky monkey. You know, he heard the song. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the rejoin, for sure. Uh-huh. So there you go. Uh, but you know what? Right brass now— monkey. 
Let's go around the NFL Ooh. here on the Get Right. Um, we mentioned earlier the running back situation, as we are in that time period where age or where tags can be placed on players before we get to the uh, before we get to free agency. And so we found out, at least when it comes to running backs, franchise tags are unlikely for very many of them. We heard that the Dallas Cowboys will not be utilizing their franchise tag, which means Tony Pollard will not be tagged for a second time. He will join. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, um, he will join Derrick Henry. Um, So this running back class is going to be pretty robust. And also Austin Eckler Mm -hmm. of the Chargers, right? Uh, This running back class will be really robust. um, And all of the factors that seem to be at play um, last offseason that made it kind of tough for running backs to find deals that at least I imagine them and their agents would have been happy with for what they felt like was the caliber of play that they brought. They still exist, and now you have a flooded market of running back talent. I imagine that the the teams are going to end up benefiting from this circumstance where they're probably going to get good players at relatively cheap deals. Um, and this feels like it's a full encapsulation or full like solidification of the idea that running backs and free agency, it's, it's no longer a place that's going to be beneficial for you. Nope. In fact, some of these big-name running backs probably will not get signed, whether it's through the same team or not until definitely after the draft because the NFL teams have the own, they have the leverage right now. And you know what didn't help them? Uh, What's when, that? When Cook went to the Jets and didn't have any numbers. Dalvin Cook? Yeah, because I thought Cook was going to get 1,000 yards wherever he went. I was like, man, they just made a financial decision with Minnesota and just let this man go. He wasn't through yet. And guess what? He about through. Yeah. Too many miles on him, I guess. And, like, I, and think, I was shocked. Right. There's, I thought Cook was still in, still in his prime. Yeah, I think there's there's the the anecdotal evidence, and I think also we're seeing we've seen like a very stark shift in mentality when it comes to evaluating players and the thought processes on running backs is like they you know the running back themselves isn't making all this happen. It's a lot that's based on offensive line and all sorts mm-hmm. of various things, and so you don't pay for the carries, you pay for the yards, and ultimately it seems like. The, the teams have gotten to that place where they are very much not paying for the names or the, you know, the running backs at a, a secondary, you know, contract type situation. They're like, let's get young players. Let's get dudes at cheap and we can make some shake at a reasonable percentage of production that compared to those other players. If I was a veteran running back and I was going to a new team and I wanted a good deal, I would first be looking at the offensive line they've got. I'd see how many I talk to the coaches staff or have the agent talk to the coaches staff, see how many carries you want me to have. Is is it going to be a combo situation? I want to know if I want to uh, extend my career. I want to get that one year bag, whatever it is. It's not just like, Oh, I'll sign for the most money somewhere. No, you want to make sure that you have some kind of productivity because they're going to toss your ass away. Yeah. Um, as we continue around the NFL, oh, 808 says cook was cooked. I mean, look, it's there. It was right there. It's I can't blame you for taking that. 682 says, I'd still pay for Saquon. I love Saquon, but I can't do he it. Like, you know, no, he's always on hurt. On that one. You, 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 good luck today. He's always hurt. Yeah, I would pay for Der- I'd pay some money for Derrick Henry, one-year deal. Yeah, Derrick Henry is the one that's really interesting. Although, Man, like again, he's, he's, he's 30, but he seems to still put up a good amount of production. The tough part about it is like you're seeing his – Average at like 4.2 yards per carry, but I mean, he still seems to be churning this out at a pretty high rate. Uh, regardless, I imagine the the market will dictate how this goes. It'll be really interesting to see where all five of these guys end up. 
Uh, but we did get reports as, again, we're in that franchise window where teams can decide if they want to franchise or transition tag players and, you know, continue to, you know, have their services. Looks like one player is likely going to or is going to get the tag. We do now know that the Cincinnati Bengals announced that they will use their or they have, in fact, used their franchise tag on T. Higgins. So that wide receiver situation where they've got a lot okay. of young cats with mm-hmm. that are coming up on the idea of getting money. Right, we talk about obviously you need to figure out how to get Jamar Chase paid up. That right. seems like the one that you need. He T. wants Higgins, more than his sleep number. <laughs> I would a, too if I was him. Mm-hmm. He's he's out there hooping, and you can arguably make a case that he is a big reason as to why that offense and that team has been very successful. T. Higgins is another one of those reasons. Yep. Tyler Boyd has been very good, but it makes it very evident that T. Higgins uh, at least they want to have control of him. However, uh, Ari Myrov of like the thirty third team has made it clear that. Executives around the NFL believe the Bengals could still trade T. Higgins, even though they have franchise tagged him. And he believes that they, you know, or that executives have said that the Bengals could possibly get a first or second round pick in a potential trade for T. Higgins. Wow. So, I mean, real big. I can see a second, a first or second? Yeah, re- real big return, supposedly, for T. Higgins, who, I mean, he's proven to be a yeah, very good really wide receiver. Good, but. I think there's a lot of people view, or there's a decent amount of people that view him as a potential like number one type wide receiver. But in other words, the C.D. Lamb to Amari Cooper, the Jamar Chase. Ooh, I don't know. That I'm feels, just trying to figure. No, because, I hear you. Yeah. In other words, there were a lot of people that didn't think C.D. was that good. Sure, that's fair what, enough. That was my point. It's like, yeah, C.D.'s good, and he might be a, a dominant X, but we don't know that. And they basically gave away Amari, but I'm just saying, Amari was the X, Chase is the X. Yeah. And Higgins, well, he could be an X somewhere. It's it's possible. Or, or, I mean, at least the number one wide receiver, whether he's playing X, Z, or what have you. But uh, T. Higgins, uh, maybe look out for the possibility of a trade there for the Bengals, where even though they, you know, have an opportunity to keep him locked up, if you get that draft pick, partic- particularly if it's a really good one, you can turn that around, put that into, you know, some player talented that you have a little bit of control of for the next four or five seasons mm-hmm. um, in that way. Um, so, yeah, maybe the Bengals make moves in that way. Uh, as we continue around the NFL, the NFL is giving us a little bit of insight into some things as uh, Judy Bautista says that there's not much traction on a particular rule change that I think some people started talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, the idea of mm-hmm. the fumble through the end zone. Right. She says that there's no traction at the moment to change the idea of or the, I guess, consequences of fumbling through the end zone when that rule then gives possession to the other team, the defensive mm-hmm. team at that point, mm-hmm. uh, as a touchback in that way. Or, yeah, as a touchback in that way. And so the competition the committee supposedly discussed it today. They said the play happens rarely, and the feeling is that it's the ball carrier's responsibility to protect the ball. Um, I think that's nonsense personally, but I also understand that they, they you can look at it and say the play doesn't happen frequently enough for us to make a move. And just leave it at that. They um, kick the can down the cur- curb. That's all it is. Right. I was like, I feel like all that's going to happen is eventually it's going to happen to a, mm-hmm. a, a team that is on the commi- uh, the competition committee or has uh, representation and then some change might want to be made. I uh, Yeah, I just I still feel like it's nonsense because you already have rules that operate when it comes to the boundary, when it comes to fumbling. But, mm-hmm. again, nobody wants to hear me talk about that and drone on about that because – Look, ultimately, I think a lot of people like kind of having the almost jackpot spin the wheel bankrupt uh, aspect of that of that rule. And so it stays, at least for the time being, uh, according to the competition committee. So there you go. 
Um, and real quick before we go, I did want to make highlight this. Peter King of Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. apparently today made it be known that he is going to retire. Yeah. Um, a long time, long time mm-hmm. sports writer, particularly in the NFL. Legendary, some people would say. Mm-hmm. Um, has helped usher in a lot of careers, helped uh, help people along. And he's done a lot of really great writing, um, including like creating, I guess, the vertical, for lack of a better term, of Monday mm-hmm. Monday Quarterback at Sports Illustrated that I've seen a lot of incredible people work at. Talk less of the work that Peter King has done himself. He was huh. he's one of the most well-connected uh, reporters in any sport. And the NFL, I mean, he literally... You talk about a Rolodex. He could call up anybody at any time and get the information because he always got it right and they enjoyed being around him. In other words, this guy was uh, a connector or a networker before people even knew what networking was. And so he has contacts with, you know, not just players and agents and general managers, coaches. I can go down the list. Well connected and the, the thing he did was so wild when he announced his retirement, you know, he wrote his last little story. He put an Easter egg in there. Mm. He mentioned something about he thinks something's going to happen with the Chicago Bears in that draft pick that they might be trading. It. He, and when he says something like that, everybody was talking about Adam Schefter and all that. Seriously, Peter King, was he was there before any of those Adam Schefters and Ian Rappaport types. He just happened to be on a, uh, unfortunately, the Sports Illustrated once the magazine, nobody's flipping through magazines anymore. Uh, you know, it wasn't the place to be. In other words, if he had been on an ESPN or on wherever, you know, the NFL network, then he would have probably had uh, those stories out there and people remember his name or put it like this. Younger people would appreciate him the way they appreciate Schefter and, and Rappaport or Woj Bombs and Shams. Just that simple. So there you go. Uh, it's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Appreciate you rolling with us on a Monday evening in the Metroplex. Uh, coming up next, let's talk about some Rangers as they are in spring training. A little update. And uh, we'll discuss all of that next on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 